What's up, everyone? You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. It is Tuesday morning. I'm sure everyone's back to work by now. Um, It's time to go back to work and uh, venture now into the new year. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about progress. Some of us are going into the new year wanting to see progress in our walk with God. Some of us are entering into the new year maybe already seeing progress. And I actually have word for both of you this week. I have word for both camps of believers. The ones who want to see progress and the ones who have already maybe for the first time. They've been seeing some real progress and fruit in their walk with God. Tomorrow morning, I'll have a word for the latter camp of believers. Those of you who have been seeing progress in your uh, Christian walk. Um, But maybe you're starting right now to experience that demonic pushback, which comes often along with experiencing progress in your walk. And uh, so tomorrow I'll talk about that. But today, I want to talk to those of you who maybe haven't been seeing any progress at all in your walk with the Lord. Maybe not for a long time. It's been many years since you've seen the Lord really move in your life. For a long time, I didn't see much progress at all in my walk with the Lord. I went to church. You know, I grew up attending Sunday school and all that stuff, you know. I went to homeschool groups. Um, I went to youth camps, you know, when I was in junior high and high school. And it's funny, you know, never really walked the walk, you know, but I would get that emotional experience, that emotional spiritual experience or whatever, whenever I was at, you know, the church youth camps. When you're in high school or middle school at, uh, at the church camps, you know, that's, that's when you have that emotional type of experience. You always rededicate your life to Christ at a church youth camp, you know, right? Isn't that how it is? <laughs> um, church youth camps are the place where even, even those teenagers in the youth group who aren't real spiritual, spiritually mature, you know, even they will maybe walk down at the altar call at a church youth camp. Especially if the main speaker at the church youth camp is, uh, is, is you know, really good. You know, he, he gets all the emotional touches just right in his sermon to the kids. You know, he pulls them in and tells them good jokes and all in the beginning. Um, but then he just hits them with a powerful testimony and everything. And then at the end of it, he has an altar call. And you see then lots of youths get up and walk down the aisle. And by that point, the worship leader has gone back up and he hits those real high notes. And the drummer in the background, you know, really just starts pounding the drums real loud, you know, during the chorus. And the worship gets louder and louder and just really gets that emotional grab upon the young people. And, you know, some of the kids are crying and you see, you know, prayer huddles in the back. And you're watching it. You're like, oh, man, this is revival. These kids are going to grow up to be the next Billy Grahams or Elizabeth Elliot's, you know. And then we all leave the the youth camp, you know, and, and we go back to school and our regular routine, you know. All the kids go back to their normal behavior, you know. <laughs> Nothing really changes. <laughs> Though they just had that big emotional spiritual experience, right, at the church youth camp. I remember one church camp I went to. The altar call was so powerful that night and the message and everything 
that when the guest speaker at the church camp, when he gave the altar call, nearly all of the kids got up out of their seats and went down to the front. Nearly all of the kids that were sitting in the pews, and I was one of them. I wonder years later where all those kids ended up, the ones that walked down the aisle with me at the altar call. But yeah, you know, back you know, back when I was growing up, I went to church camps. I listened to all those powerful testimonies given by the speakers who came to talk to us kids and the youth pastors and all. And I often got caught up, you know, in, in that emotional worship time. And once in a while during the week at Wednesday night church or youth group, there would be a really good message that was given by the youth pastor and... Yeah, I guess I would feel the Spirit move on those nights. (laughs) But I never really saw the Lord working or doing anything significant really in my life. I always heard about God using people and the Lord doing incredible things in people's lives, you know. Answering prayers in incredible ways. Performing miracles. But I never really experienced a real heart-to-heart relationship where I was real up-close to the, set, to the supernatural. I grew up learning about the supernatural miracles of the Lord through Bible stories and, you know, David and Goliath and all. <laughs> but I never actually got to experience that in my own life. Maybe you're at the start of 2024 now and you do want to really see the Lord move in ways he's never moved before in your life. What I had to realize... And to be honest, I kind of already knew this deep down. If you want to see God move, you first got to move. You first got to move. You first got to take that step that shows God you're ready. You got to get off your butt. (laughs) Get off your butt. Would you rather spend most of your time after you get off work every day Watching TV, or streaming, or going on TikTok, you know? Or would you rather start spending at least some of your time in 2024, after you get home from work every day, seeking God, and seeing what you are truly capable of as God's instrument? Jesus said to the church of Laodicea in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Interesting because Jesus here was speaking to a group of people who were indeed already believers. He was writing to believers, but believers who had not yet let him in. You know, you could be saved, but still not let Jesus in. He's knocking right now at your door. And you can hear him knocking, but you won't get up to answer the door because you rather stay seated on the couch in your living room watching Netflix. (laughs) Does that ever happen to you? You're sitting in your living room all comfortable and all on your couch snuggled up with your pillows or your your dog or you know your 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 gal or your 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 man you know whoever and and, and you're watching TV or playing video games or whatever and all of a sudden you hear the door ring 
or someone knocks at your door. But you just sat down and, and at this point you're, you're so comfortable. And maybe you weren't expecting company, so you're like, all right, well, you know, it's probably either UPS or Amazon, you know, so I'm not going to get up to answer it. Or maybe you know that you didn't order anything online, so maybe you're like, all right, well, maybe, maybe it's someone trying to sell me something. You know, that's why they're knocking at the door. It's someone trying to sell, or maybe it's a Jehovah's Witness, you know, so you don't get up to answer the door because, because, <laughs> you know. You're so comfortable on the couch. You got your coffee or tea. You just turned on your favorite show on Prime. <laughs> but you know, that's what many of us do with Jesus. He's knocking. But we're just so comfortable in our lives, right? With where we are. And even quite literally at times with the illustration I just gave. We'd rather be sitting on the couch with the TV on than sitting in front of our Bibles. Now, it's interesting how we are conflicted, though. This was me for years. I, I, did, I did want to see God move in my life, but at the same time, I was really comfortable with where I was with my regular weekly routine of doing all the, you know, all the American dream stuff. You know, living that lifestyle of you know, of, of the American dream and, and, and doing all the fun things that they tell us we got to do in order to enjoy life and live. But ultimately, after a while, I really couldn't do that anymore. It was incredibly unfulfilling. I wanted to be fulfilled. I wanted my life to have true meaning. But Jesus, he kept knocking. And finally, I opened the door. Now, what did that look like practically in my life? Well, I simply had to make more time for the Lord. Now, what happened with me was rather radical. I unfortunately had to experience a lot of pain in my life. I went through some heavy-duty trials, and that got me to the point then where I was willing then to finally free up some space for God so that He could come into my house and indeed sup with me. I had to do some house cleaning. And that's what you got to do. But you see, with me personally, pain, pain is what brought me to that point. Pain and trial. I wouldn't recommend that you wait like I waited. Don't wait for God to, you know, handle you with the rod of discipline. Start seeking him now. But it's hard. It is hard for us to give up certain things. Remember the young rich man who came to Jesus we read a man came up to Jesus and asked him, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Jesus said, Why do you ask me what is good? There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He, re he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man replied and said to Jesus, All these I have kept. What do I still lack? And then Jesus answered him, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And when the young man heard this, he was like, Oh crap, you know. <laughs> he didn't want to do that. 
because we read that he had great wealth. And he didn't want to give that up. He didn't want to free up that space in his life for Jesus to come in. He didn't want to give up all the material things in his home. (laughs) And so Jesus was standing at his door knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now, that same principle is communicated in a reverse analogy within the Gospels when Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, we're not just talking about anything here. That's not what Jesus is speaking about. You know, God's not going to give you whatever you want, literally, whenever you want. He's talking about asking for things that are His will for your life. Have you prayed that prayer yet? You see, for those of you who are wanting to see the Lord move in 2024, much more than you saw Him move in 2023 or 2022, how about you pick a day where you go up in your room or in your office at home or outside somewhere on your property or wherever you like to have quiet time? Go to that place and lift up this prayer to God. Say, Dear Lord, my life is yours. I don't know what your will is for me this year, but as I make the effort to seek you more, Lord, and make room for you to sup with me in my house, Dear Lord, I pray that you indeed guide me down the path you want me to go and use me in the ways that you want me to be used in. And Lord, please, you help me and give me the strength to discipline myself to make more time for you, to truly put you first and seek you and your will each and every day, to make more time for Bible reading and prayer and meditation upon your law and your statutes. Have you prayed a prayer like this yet? If you do pray a prayer like this, or this exact prayer, with a sincere heart, God will hear it. And I really think, I really believe it will be a first step, a big first step, in you finally seeing the Lord move in your life, and finally seeing that supernatural action that you've been waiting for. Also, I'll read to you a couple of passages in James. James 1, 22-25 Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at it himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, and continues in that, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. God's going to come alongside you in your life, and He's going to bless your efforts in Him, and that's when you're really 
going to see the supernatural play itself out. You want to see incredible things this new year? In 2024? Notice this. Within the Bible, we have multiple examples of individuals whom the Lord called, but it wasn't until they were truly immersed in seeking His will. That is when the incredible and monumental supernatural things started happening. Moses spent his young years in Egypt, but then God called him out of the burning bush decades later, and upon taking up the task and walking with the Lord. Well, that is when he saw the most incredible things take place right in front of his eyes. Staffs turning to serpents, Supernatural power from heaven unleashing itself against a pagan empire. Rivers and waters being divided and dried up right in front of his feet. Also then consider many other examples in scripture. Think of Abraham. The Lord called him out of Haran, and he listened to the Lord's call. He could have stayed in his little spot, living within a pagan culture, coming from a pagan family. And if that was the case, well, God could use anyone. God would have no problem then passing him by and calling and choosing someone else. But we read that by faith. Abraham listened to God's call. He sought God's guidance and direction. That's in Genesis chapter 12. And we see that even when Abraham was in essence tempted with the land of Sodom, Lot went ahead and chose to settle in that land, but Abraham continued on the course God had him on. And so again, backtrack. In Genesis 12, Abraham's called. In Genesis 13, he stays on the course of God while Lot pursues Sodom. And by the time we get to Genesis chapter 14, Abraham's leading an entire army of 318 trained men to fight against the pagan kings and their armies who ransacked Sodom and captured Lot and his family and all his possessions. And we read that God gave Abraham victory, and he defeated those kings. Then we read that Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine He was a priest of God, the Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. You see, if you make the choice to take that first step, to start seeking God and making room for his direction and guidance in your life, He's not only going to start to use you very quickly. He's not only going to blow your mind with what he starts to do in your life. But he's also going to give you victory in what he leads you to do. How about Paul? God called him on his way to Damascus. Before that, he was a Pharisee. He had more of a superficial understanding of what it was like to have a relationship with God. But he never actually experienced God, at least not in the way that he was about to. But when he fully submitted to the feet of Jesus, and God then called him to be a voice to the Gentiles, he was beaten, 
thrown into prisons, brought before the highest governing officials of the lands, and he was even shipwrecked. But God's divine guidance was upon him the entire time, to where he continued to experience supernatural deliverance. Even to the point where when he was shipwrecked on the island of Malta, a known venomous snake jumped out and bit him. But he pulled that snake off and threw it down. Because you see, Paul could do all things through Christ who had his back. (laughs) Do you want to see the supernatural play out in your life or what? In 2024. Take that first step. Pray that prayer. Go before the Lord with a sincere heart. Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to start freeing up time in my busy schedule to read my Bible. I'm ready to start every morning while I'm drinking my coffee with prayer. Dedicating the day to you. Praying that you indeed guide and direct me with all my tasks throughout the day. And all the responsibilities I have to take care of throughout the week. Lord, I'm ready to start seeking you. I'm ready to truly make an effort to seek you and put you and your guidance first in my life. And if I have to even give up certain hobbies or certain after-work evening routines that I really don't need to be doing, they're really not in the long run super beneficial to me. In the end, they're just time wasters. If I, have, if I have to give up some of those types of things, Lord, then you give me the strength and the discipline to do so. And help me then to replace that time with spending time with you. Or dedicating that time to things that will indeed benefit and improve my walk with you. So I would encourage all of you in this. For those of you who are interested and really seeing for the first time, maybe even in your life, in your Christian walk, the Lord truly moving and doing an incredible work. And so, with that in mind, this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone, on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. As always, I would encourage you to share this podcast with someone else who might be blessed by it. I also would encourage you to go on whatever podcast directory you access this on, um, whether it be Apple Podcasts or, you know, whatever it might be. I don't know. (laughs) Um, If you could leave for me a positive review, give me five stars and so forth, I would appreciate it. Also, check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com. Subscribe to my email newsletter so you could be notified whenever I uh, put up a blog post or anything like that. Um, And so that would uh, greatly benefit uh, my ministry if you would support me in that way. So this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone. God bless you, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow morning. 